0: Welcome back to Nightline on Dubai One Hundred and Three Point Eight. It is Emma Brain sitting in for James at Pike Away for the next couple of weeks. I'd love to call myself a doctor, but it's never going to happen in this lifetime—that's for sure. Uh, we are in Tech Talk now, and welcoming into the studio Kevin Sebastian, editor of PC Mag Middle East. Hi, Kevin. How are you this evening? I'm good,
1: quite much. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You're more than a welcome. So, well, uh, let's get into everything tech, and the, I guess the big top story at the moment is Facebook. Yeah, What has Zuckerberg done? It's not good, is it?
1: Yeah, I guess uh, you could say that, uh, well, to be honest, everyone saw this coming a mile away. It was just a matter of time, to be honest. It's not the first time it's happened. It's not the first time that Zuckerberg has faced a scandal. But this one's quite serious because this has severe political implications as well. And uh, one of the biggest things is, especially with the whole Cambridge Analytica scandal that's been going on, it's been rocking the tech world as yeah. well. Because this, we're talking personal data information of 50 million people. And that's huge in terms of numbers. I mean, uh, when you look at it as well, because the recent allegations were that Android users' f- text messages and phone calls were also being monitored and gathered in a data collection, mm-hmm. which Facebook has no reason to do that. No. And... The funniest thing is, and this is where Facebook was doing crisis communication as well, they were trying to do fact check. We never actually store your data. And this is just to enhance experiences. But the fact is, a lot of people saw that even their messages to people who are not on the Facebook platform were actually recorded as well. and. I honestly think like even from a data sharing perspective, because right, call me a cynic, maybe because when you put stuff on the Internet, know that it's not personal. Yeah, it's it's pretty much public right out there. But it's the level of intrusiveness that comes with that, you know.
0: Well, when, when uh, we were looking at the media reports and the screenshots that we've seen and where people were going and deleting their Facebook yeah. accounts, they were able to download um, basically all the data that Facebook had collected about Absolutely. them in a zip file. And it showed all the phone numbers for all their contacts, missed calls, made calls, contents of the calls, Absolutely, durations. yeah. This is, this is not just data collecting. This is privacy intrusion Absolutely. now we're getting into.
1: Yeah, especially with Twitter users and they say they who this data was shared with like this can be your political views your religious views uh, the bands you like the food you like these are information that marketers would like to have and target to people and i can tell you a personal experience as well because as i'm also i'm a photographer mm. and i remember distinctly remember because i had a conversation with someone on whatsapp over what camera to get and believe it or not on facebook just a day later i started seeing targeted ads <laughs> from souk and for, to buy cameras and i'm like There's no way they can get this information unless I gave them that information willingly because WhatsApp is also owned on Facebook, which which just seems to have like a poetic irony that people are trending delete Facebook on Twitter. Yeah. And let's let's be honest. And uh, I'm not going to even lie about this. Even Google collects data. The locations you have, the location pins you have. Yeah. That data has been collected from day one. That's how because at the end of the day, if the service is free. You are the product. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's pretty much how it works in this in this industry. Pretty like, even in targeted ads. How do targeted ads work on Facebook when you push content? Why do you, these are so effective? And so expensive because Facebook has that information.
0: And you've got to wonder when you when you see these. And and I, I've I've been um, I don't want to say a victim, but I've been gullible of it myself when you yeah. see these silly little test your IQ if you can Absolutely. answer these questions. Yeah. And then of course it knows what you like because you've just answered fifty questions, yeah. telling it what you like.
1: <laughs> and imagine like all those Buzzfeed questions you do, and all those enjoyable things you share on the platform and Facebook, and. This is the sort of thing that Cambridge Analytica did. They used a quiz. It was a very devious way of getting that data because that's how they got the profiles in the first place. It was not a question of whether they did anything illegal. Mm. It's just that they used, I guess, a way to bypass Facebook's policies and actually get that information out very quickly. And that's kind of scary, because how many apps are there that use these same rules right now? Exactly. Quite a few.
0: So, what do we go from here, and and to add kind of uh, more mud in the eye, as it were, Mark Zuckerberg is refusing to go and and face this himself. He's like, I'm sending someone else on my behalf, which is kind of a cop-out, let's face it. You've got people like Elon Musk are like, I've deleted the SpaceX accounts and all the rest of it. Absolutely. So, uh, what do we do? Is this the death knell for Facebook?
1: I wouldn't say it's a death. I just say it's the first of many blows that are going to come their way. Hmm. They've already lost a substantial market share, and the stock prices have tanked. Investors are spooked, obviously, because Facebook can't afford something like this again. And even if they do, I mean, let's let's look at this from a very rational perspective. I use Facebook like anyone else, just connect people, wish them on their birthdays, and for work, because that's the kind of industry I'm in. I'm in tech. But what about the other people who are mindful of their privacy and they want to like just use Facebook? just to communicate there's no longer a viable option now because they have no other alternative even like for example like I just find it ironic that people are going to WhatsApp and saying that the sort of thing because that's where they collect your data as well. Yeah. And when you have the WhatsApp co-founder telling you to delete Facebook, then you're you're really sending <laughs> a message, aren't you?
0: You are. You are. So I, so I, yeah. I. It, but it, it, it all comes back to the thing: how much of ourselves, as well as the collecting private data, but social media in general, and how much of ourselves should we be putting out there? Should we have all these apps on our phones and everything? I I mean, I can't tell you how many of my friends at the moment are going, I don't want a smartphone anymore. I want a bog standard Nokia, back the old Nokia 3310. Yeah, that just literally calls and SMS is I don't want a smartphone. And so many people are doing this now because they're fed up with it, it's fed up of it.
1: Know, absolutely. Like, well, if you're looking for immediate solutions in, in this sort of situation, basically, one is I'd say a lot of data collection happens with the apps we interact with. So reduce the usage in that. Facebook has been kind enough to give people precautions on how you share your data. You have the option to do that. So if you go in your app settings, you can basically say what apps can have access to. It can be anything as mundane as your phone number, to your birthday, to your even your your relatives and stuff like that. Um, basically, in, in this instance, I would, I I would just basically say that just be mindful of what apps you integrate with. Mm. Um, it can be even ironically like like I said, uh, my mum uses these. Uh, uh, a software just to interact with other people on Facebook where you can share good morning messages and <laughs> stuff like that and when, sh- when I told her basically this is what's going on she's like yeah. this is just like something that you need to educate people on because they're not aware of the far-reaching uh, consequences of doing such a thing because even though you're sharing just as simple as good morning they know exactly when you're up in the morning yeah they know when to target people with ads you know what what time people are on their phones that's how it works. That's how targeting marketing works anyway.
0: And it's all the, and it, with photos, so it's all the geo-tagging Absolutely. and check-ins. And you're basically sharing your your complete routines yeah. <laughs> all over your social media.
1: Yeah. And the, the funny enough, now, a lot of UAE marketers here rely on that kind of data, which is like a boon to social media managers because they know mm. when and where exactly to hit these ads. Because again, let me stress that this is all legal. Yeah. Like maybe the method in which they're doing it is maybe not not ethical, but it is pretty much in the legal framework. Because when the thing is, when you sign out the terms and conditions, that long list of rules that no one tends to you read.
0: He sits and reads that. So. Yeah.
1: So they're designed in such a way where you skip to the end and then just hit submit and you're part of the program, right? So what Facebook has done is, if you have a custom audience and you set your Facebook profiles for social media marketers so you can actually target specific audiences they will no longer tell you how many people you've hit now Hmm. before they used to give you an estimate so you can actually see real world results in terms of numbers so you can sell that to clients. But ad marketers now now have to find a way to get around that because they're not going to get that data anymore. Facebook is clamping down. And I think that's just one of many things that Facebook is trying to double down on yeah. so they don't look bad in front of the press. Because, you know, in, in the UK press, especially in the UK and the US, Roasted. they took <laughs> full page ads to apologize, Yeah. which seems ironic. I'll tell you why I stress on the irony, because new media is taking to old media to apologize
0: it's it is right Yeah, it is. it's just it's a it's a little bit insane but it's yeah. it makes me wonder where it's going to end and it has this what well, where do we move forward uh, yeah. with these platforms and I, and I know that certain platforms have struggled we know that Instagram owned by Facebook and that with the whole algorithm and not doing things chronologically people were getting fed up with, yeah. with that and all the rest of it but with all the data um taking are people becoming very distrustful of social media Absolutely,
1: I'd say that that's a very big case here as well. Um, Especially in the UAE, a lot of people, and thankfully, because people who are in the UAE are educated enough to know what to do and what not to do on social Mm. media over here, which is great. Which is why, like, I'm not too worried about this region in particular. But in terms of, again, we're using Facebook has local offices here. Yeah, they all are dictated by what global tells them. Yeah, and this is not just for any brand; it's for any social media network that's based anywhere in the world. So naturally, we do have to take notice of the fact that, yes, maybe uh, someone from the US wants information from the UAE specifically, and they can f- just make one random quiz about Dubai, mm-hmm. and then everyone with the nostalgia factor can just jump <laughs> in on that. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened before. And I think people just need to be way more mindful that there are obviously, obviously, whatever you share, just know that it's not public, like it's not private. I it not. is going public in some form or factor, whatever.
0: And uh, we've, we've just got a text message in saying, I de- deactivated my Facebook and Instagram accounts three weeks ago. Best decision I ever made. My life and mood has greatly improved.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, here's the thing. Like, I tell a lot of people, if they have battery issues on their new phones, I'm like, just deactivate Facebook. Yeah. I mean, use it on the web if you have to. I mean, I'm not going to tell you to eliminate your online social presence. But if you remove Messenger and you remove Facebook, the main app, you actually save a ton of battery because that's one of the biggest battery hogs in both mm. iPhone and Android.
0: And that was one of the bone to contention as well, wasn't it? You yeah. Could, you had to download Messenger to be able to communicate. Absolutely. My mother was like, I don't use Messenger because my Messenger's been hacked and I've had spam and it spams everybody else. So she's like, I don't use Messenger. So email me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and funny enough, Facebook released another version of Messenger called Messenger Lite. So it doesn't have that bloat yeah. with, that comes with Messenger because... Now, if you use Messenger now, the new updated app, they actually have ads in there as well. In, fr- in front of your chat messages, an ad actually pops up. And I started realizing I'm only using Messenger more on PC because you don't get these ads yeah. in the platform. And I know it'll come come on PC as well at some point.
0: I feel like we're starting to live in the minority report a little bit where we've just got targeted ads everywhere.
1: <laughs> no, it's true. It, <laughs> it's it, it will happen. It's like, lo- let's Let's face it. We're, we're moving to the age of virtual reality and augmented reality. What's stopping a car ad from popping in front of you when you even look at a store?
0: Exactly. It's It's, it's,
1: very close to that.
0: It's it's happening. I'm pretty sure we're getting there. So, uh, all right. Thoughts on social media and Facebook have the recent uh, um, allegations and everything and the recent... I can't even think of the word right now. Uh, The recent findings and what's come out. Has that prompted you to deactivate your accounts or change the way you use social media? I'd love to hear from you this evening. You can get in touch. SMSS 4001 or use the Dubai iFree app. It's Emma in for James for the next couple of weeks on Nightline. We are in the Tech Talk hour right now. And with me in the studio is Kevin Sebastian, editor of PC Mag Middle East. (laughs) We just had an SMS in saying it's all more like black mirror than anything else it's that, true that though. series is free um
1: i actually have to add on to that so china started something called a social score <laughs> so if, if you see one of the episodes of black mirror yeah it's basically people are being evaluated to do real life decisions based on their favorability in social media scores the higher <gasps> they are the better services you get
0: that such, a, a, and I was sitting there watching that particular episode yeah. of Black Mirror and I was going, this is the way society is going. You're going to be tried on how many likes you get or how many thumbs down you get. It's you funny because in
1: China, if you have a bad social score, and it's not even credit score, it's just social score, you can't travel out of the country.
0: How is that even being implemented?
1: Like they they basically, so, you know, China has the great firewall. Yes. Where they have their yeah. own services. They have their own versions of social media. They have WeChat. They have a chat application, which means you can shop from that application. All the transactions are all completely monitored. You can even start buying cars with it. And all these social scores are taken into consideration given wow. the way they run things there. And that's the way things are moving, especially in Southeast Asia. And that's one of the biggest technological markets. So you can only imagine how maybe some people, and I hope not, might get inspired. It's like they watched Black Mirror to implement (laughs) this idea. You almost think that because Black Mirror came first. (laughs) Yeah. It's oddly that I I probably should tell the producers don't make any more devious episodes because people <laughs> might get inspired in that way. But
0: it was like the um uh the Boston Dynamics with the robots and yeah. then the, the Black Mirror episode and I was like hang on a second.
1: Stop stop kicking those robots <laughs> and putting them on video. They will never forget leave that. Them alone. <laughs> yeah. Leave
0: them alone. Wave. it's not good. Ah, dear. So we've got to talk about um, cryptocurrencies, which is a story that's pretty much just dropped. What's going on with that? It's
1: a massive, so semantic release, something called the Internet Security Threat Report, which Mm -hmm. tells of the kind of vulnerabilities people can face right now. So hackers are now moving on to the next thing, and that's cryptocurrency, given that it is not that hard to actually set up your own crypto mining software. Mm Mm-hmm. And the current trend right now is crypto jacking, which means you take the processing power of someone else's computer, and you mine currency that's for yourself. So you, you, you could possibly go to a fake site and your computer might slow down all of a sudden, you had no idea why. Yeah. Ultimately, what's happening is someone's running a web script that takes the processing power and starts mining on your well mining your computer on their behalf.:
0: That's insane. And
1: just it's not just computers, phones, any device that connects to the internet, any device can run on a browser. And you may be watching a video, for example, and a lot of sites, like for example, streaming sites, for example, you think a lot of ads are popping in and then yeah. and then suddenly your computer slows down. This is the re- result of why. Oh, now, think on a scale of millions, when I have a lot of people visiting the same site. That's a lot of processing power for cryptocurrency jackals yeah. to come in. And to give some context, uh, crypto jacking in the GCC specifically okay. has risen 8,500%. Wow. And that's a substantial figure, Saudi being the first yeah. and followed by UAE as well.
0: Oh, no. So that's people here good. are
1: being targeted here as well. So naturally, people should be more mindful of the sites they visit here.
0: Is there anything we can um, put on our, our devices to, to prevent this?
1: Absolutely. So the late, like some of the latest uh, software, antivirus softwares now have that feature where they make sure that you just have a strong firewall. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure that even the websites you visit you don't give your consent if you know it's not a trusted website just don't visit it at all that's just asking for danger and the the, the problem with that is if you do keep doing these things and they are like yeah okay someone's using my processing part I'm just watching a video it's fair as fair I mean if you think like that I mean good for you because you're very gracious I guess in that regard but um You can have power surges. Like For example, there is now a crypto crypto jacking software, which can, in fact, bloat your battery up because it takes that much processing power. The battery can get overheated. And that's kind of dangerous as well because you never know, like, your phone may be on data and then suddenly the battery just blows up.
0: And you're away from your device and it's overheating. Absolutely. You have a fire starting in your apartment or something.
1: So You remember the ransomware software that was running rampant all over, like, last year. So, in fact, hackers have shifted from that. That's dropped 50% now because it's going to crypto jacking because that's yeah. the next easiest thing to do.
0: This, uh, to Kevin, this all kind of scares me a little bit, to be honest with you, because the yeah. more tech we get, the more we have to deal with hackers and people jacking into these systems and all the rest of it. Absolutely. So it's just it, it's part and parcel of becoming more and more technologically advanced, isn't it? It's yeah. just something we have to deal with.
1: Yeah, so basically... Like I said, when I said 8,500%, uh, in that sense, I was talking a global scale here, mm. right? Um, the only thing that we can do at this point is to be mindful of our tech usage. Know what you're visiting and why you're visiting them. Know that if you're going to a free streaming site, there are inherent dangers. Because these free streaming sites, are obviously, p- it's pirates, video pirates, for example. Yeah, That's one. And they sometimes the page doesn't load. That's basically a script running its thing. And then you're basically having a slowdown. So when you know these telltale signs are happening, the best thing to do is to avoid those. Yeah. Like, the best solutions are the most common. It's just pure common sense at this point.
0: And it's not um, true anymore. We always used to think, oh, if we had a Mac, we, yeah. we'll be okay. Not yeah, the case anymore. Yeah, not even anymore. anymore. I, I tell you one other thing that drives me insane, and I've come across it a couple of times, and I, I have no idea how and where I picked it up. You yeah. get Mac keeper on your Mac and trying to get rid of that thing, and it sets up scripts all over your computer. It, it installs its own search engines in your browsers, and you, you spend about three hours just trying to get rid of it of the thing off your device it's a nightmare absolutely
1: and not just devices now think smart homes we have Alexa. lights we have lights <laughs> that run on wi-fi we have vacuum cleaners fridges uh now and in fact even washing machines as well are getting smarter as well you can connect them to wi-fi and you can monitor your entire scheduled cameras so i know like people would love to get this sort of thing i i actually have smart lights in my house but i make sure that there's at least a good antivirus software to back these yeah. up but that's because I'm a tech tech person. Yeah. What about people who just want to like install a smart bulb in the patio and enjoy A good light in there and they wouldn't think twice that someone could use a light bulb to hack into the entire system but it's possible
0: that's crazy i mean mean, you're absolutely right i went into a store um recently and they had um the the intelligent light bulbs there were fans there were you know the little um alexa devices and the Echoes that can control uh different things around the home and i'm sitting there going this all scares me just a little bit to be honest with you
1: yeah um the more like to be honest, I w- I wouldn't think that crypto jackals would target homes in general, but they have because they have bigger fish to fry in, mm. in that sense. And I say that because like the FBI issued a warning on a, on a global scale because a Saudi Arabia petrochemical plant was targeted. Wow! And they were tr- luckily the security pl- pressure, uh, pr- basically the measures to put in they were good in place. Yeah. But the attack would have actually triggered a sabotage. And that's just one of many threats as well. And you can think as, as and when we have global conflicts, mm. uh, this is the sort of thing that they would actually attack because you have people, uh, what do you say, criminal elements targeting yeah. groups and hiring them to basically target these facilities as well. In fact, if you look at this website called, um, I'm not entirely sure, but you can show the number of attacks happening in real time. The GCC gets hit a lot. Yeah. Uh, especially elements from around the globe there are daily attacks that are being deflected because, again, people are ha- at least have the sense to put softwares to know that you can't get attacked anymore. Buying a new system without having any antivirus or anti-security is calling for trouble. Mm.
0: And um, it's obviously something that we have to be mindful of here. When they want uh, the authorities want Dubai to be the smartest city Absolutely. in the world with smart buildings and everything's can computer controlled and transport systems yeah. and everything. Um, so all the obviously security systems have to be top grade on all these things. And
1: and to and to their credit, they are yeah actually because and that's the beauty of it because uh, for someone who's lived here for so long and we've lived in the comfort and security in this region. I'd like to think that that's what they're jumping on. They actually went by the fact that the authorities are getting smarter with this technology. Mm. They're actually making sure that, well, it's, it's not going to be the, the case where you have some random person coming in on your system. And that's because of the ISP's controls and stuff like that. And that's, that's, that's actually quite brilliant in, in itself. And that's something I'm, I'm willing to take that rather than making sure that I'll be at risk of being under attack from somewhere outside the world.
0: Very, very true indeed. All right, so that's the uh, cryptocurrencies. You're scaring me here tonight already. I know it's quite <laughs> a bit. Oh, dear. Yeah. I think we need, we'll need. We'll, we we'll move on and take a look at some new tech, some nice tech uh, next. We'll do that. We'll talk about iPads and uh, Acer's new Chrome tablets uh, in just a second. If you have any tech queries, anything you want to discuss tonight, you can get in touch, 423 on the phones, 4001 on the SMS or use the Dubai iFree app. It is Tech Talk on Dubai I 103.8. It is Emma Brain sitting in for James for the next couple of the weeks. And in the studio with me is Kevin Sebastian, editor of PC Mag Middle Eastern. And, uh, Kevin, let's talk about self driving cars. The very yeah. unfortunate event that happened last week, I think it was it in was, Arizona. It was, it was
1: quite a tragedy, actually. And there's a lot of ifs and buts mm. but um again uber has not been having a good good time at all no they've not been having the best of press i guess no um a, obviously a, tr- a woman i believe in Cal- uh, It was arizona arizona yeah. yes uh, thank you for correcting me um was tragically killed when a self-driving car hit her um again uh i, I would not doubt Uber's self-driving systems there are things to consider it was late in the night And she was crossing the road without seeing the car. And she crossed very quickly as footage revealed that that's why these things happen. And the driver, there was a driver, it was on self-assisted mode as well, but nothing could prepare him to react in that so- short span of time.
0: I mean, if you look at the... Um, the I've actually got um, pictures here of the footage. I didn't want yeah. to see the actual footage. But it's, there don't seem to be any street lights. It's a very dark piece of Absolutely. road. You can only see her in the headlights. So yep. even without the, uh, the, the assisted driving, um, with just a person behind the wheel, that would take you by surprise, just as a person driving, let alone anything else. It's,
1: it's a very deer-in-the-headlights kind of moment. In Absolutely. fact, and I'm sorry to use that metaphor because the reason why I say this is because Intel quite recently released a video taking a jab at this very situation. Now, do I agree if Intel should have released it at this time? Not really, because mm. this is a tragedy, all things considered. It also shows the hi- It shows that technology is not ready. Sure. And that's what Intel was going with, that they'd rather use technology that's not half big. That's the language they use.
0: And what they've done, they've actually taken footage of the actual incident and put their own technology on it and gone, our system detected this, I think it was like one second uh, beforehand. A little bit in bad taste, is it not?
1: I would think so. Um, That's capitalizing on your own technology as well. And while I agree that maybe Intel should have probably not released an ad per se, maybe Mm. they should release, if we had our technology, this would never happen. Yeah, Um, Like I said, Who's to blame? We're not sure, sure right now, but Uber takes the hit, regardless of what they say, because this technology is not hundred percent. Yeah, they have been working quite well. Self-autonomous technology has been working again. Uh, do we know the security concerns? And that's, that's relating to the previous story I just mentioned. And again, anyone can compromise these security systems on a on a mass scale, and then what happens? So you need to really make sure everything's set in stone that people. Need to know that this technology is safe. That's what because we're moving into that. Da- we're Absolutely. moving into driverless te- technology now. Uh, the world is getting more connected. It in fact is. It's getting more and more in that sense convenient. But also, with convenient comes risks.
0: Of course, and we we have them here. They've been test driving the little um, the automated pods around certain sections of of Dubai and and all the rest of it. And it, it al- yeah. always comes back to um, the question uh, with autonomous vehicles on the roads that for it to truly work. Every single vehicle has to be autonomous, yeah. Because the fault factor is the human factor. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Like
1: ninety-nine percent in these in, in these accidents and incidents, it's always human elements. Yeah, it's not the actual technology itself. Like in this case, how would you expect expect a self-driving car in the middle of the night to finally read into all that processing power to get that data that someone's crossing the road in a split second? Yeah, and that's something that even tech, that, that kind of technology needs time to process and we're not there yet and strange as, as sad as it may be I am saying this right now intel has a point uh, but again, timing's off.
0: Yeah, they they didn't go about it the right way, really, did yeah. they? On this one, um, not loving that. But uh, and I, I do believe off the back of this uh, um, fatality, they've now um, basically postponed all testing of autonomous vehicles. They've suspended on it in all cities until yeah. they
1: figure out how to deal with. It. It's it's a very unique problem. Yeah. I have to admit. And and to be honest, my hearts are with the engineers who developed the system because that's them saying that we failed. And it's not that someone had an accident because that's the kind of thing you can walk away from. Yeah. But from a human life, not so.
0: I don't think it's that they failed because you have to fail to figure out what went wrong and to put things right. It's like yeah. it's like with everything, there has to be failure for you to be able to understand um, the problems that you face and to be able to fix it. It's just unfortunately in these circumstances when you're testing these things on public highways and public yeah. spaces humans are involved so maybe they should have tested all of this off out of public areas to start with until it was ready at yeah. that point point. and now they're kind of they're kind of having to take a step back before they can move forward again so we'll have to wait and see what happens on this one I think
1: absolutely,
0: we will see um, uh, from that so let's move on to tablets and something that I think a lot of uh, parents might be rejoicing about seeing as they have to provide them for a lot of children in school these yes. days is uh, cheaper iPads are on the forefront.
1: Absolutely. And that's that's very strange of Apple to be honest. And I think it's high time now that they mm. start focusing on the budget market because I wouldn't know any kids who would have iPad Pros. I do know kids who have iPad Pros believe it or not because that's the kind of spending power they have. But if you look at it on a, on a worldwide perspective uh, Android's killing it in that segment. Yeah. Like they are targeting uh, de- developing nations where kids do not have access to this sort of thing but they can basically just get a low-end tablet and that's saving them a lot of weight from carrying books. Absolutely. Um, obviously, Apple's event is now in Chicago. It's an education-based event where they're going to reveal a cheaper, for the first time, a cheaper 9.7-inch iPad. Potentially with a stylus as well,
0: and uh, as you said, who, ha- ha- when does this ever happen? For Agile? Yeah. it's always top of the range and big, pricey, and all the, all the rest of it. So, what what are they, have they done to this to make it um, more affordable?
1: So, I think we're going to look at the question. So now, just for example, right now, cause since since is moving that segment heavily right now, they're pushing onto the commercial space as well. They want hmm. people to use more of their products on a commercial enterprise level, mm-hmm. and they, they they just released an uh, uh, announcement that they're announcing Chrome tablets right now where it's having Google's proprietary software and funny enough that tablet is now costing $329 only to have. Wow, that's good. It's it's a very well-priced tablet and that's we're looking at a year's investment here. Like uh, This is, uh, I think if you look at a ballpark fair we're looking at 2,000 dirhams and a tablet has a good shelf life of 5 to 6 years depending with advancing technology and stuff like that. So you're spending 2,000 over five years for like your kids' initial formative years where they can rely on this tablet. Sure. And they can have software updates so they have the experience enhancing as they get older and the software gets better. Um, well, I got a Tamagotchi at that age. So that's pretty much <laughs> that should give you a perspective on how <laughs> oh, how
0: Tamagotchis. <laughs> I remember queuing in yeah. the store to get how oh, I want a Tamagotchi
1: Yay. absolutely. And I'm sorry I break into that <laughs> why, why, why I divert it right now is because if you don't give kids technology early on, yeah. you risk them falling behind.
0: I think, that yeah, and it's a discussion. It's a topic that comes up all the time. It's like, how early is too early to give children um, iPads and tablets and all the rest of it? And you yeah. see it, uh, you know, just traveling on on a plane a few days ago, you see uh, little babies or toddlers and the thing to keep them occupied—they've got a tablet shoved in their face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> instant, I know babies, babies as young as
1: yeah, babies as young as three memorizing patterns on their parents' pa- on their parents' phones. Wow. Like, they know, even though they can't count, but they know what to <laughs> press. They can see, they can identify. That's crazy. That's, that's basically them learning how to recognize symbols to get what they want. Mm. Like, you have kids going on YouTube knowing exactly what to search for. They don't have to type the exact words, but the autocorrect fixes that for them. Yeah. And while that's scary, and again, I know we've been talking all about the ill effects of technology all this evening, but that's remarkable because now we have kids developing all the skills at a very young age. Like I wouldn't imagine I would go on, on the internet, on Internet Explorer or Netscape Navigator at the time and search for a gaming site or a cartoon site because none of these things were there in our time.
0: And even if you had the uh, modem, dial-up it would take about five Absolutely. minutes. Absolutely. <laughs> but
1: I think we should embrace it and also monitor how, and I know parents are quite diligent yeah. knowing that when they put the kid on the internet, when they, when they give the internet to their kids, you're opening a floodgate <laughs> of things that you have no idea what's on control and that's the beauty of it. Like, I'm pretty sure when Apple markets these tablets, they're going to have parental controls in place.
0: I was I was just, that was the next thing I was going to Absolutely. bring up. Obviously, when you're giving this technology to youngsters, particularly uh, very impressionable youngsters, um, parents obviously need to have control over that technology and yeah. what their youngsters can be accessing and what they can't. And also, um, you know, uh, the dangers of the, the internet and uh, what's out there for youngsters as well. And the, the younger and the quicker they learn about some of those things, I think is also a good thing as yes, well. Yes,
1: absolutely. Look, for example, with the Acer tablet, for example, right now, that's like a powerhouse right now. Mm. It's like it's 4GB RAM and it's got a bit of storage. It has stylus support so kids don't even have to carry pencils anymore. Nice. Well, to be fair, I would rather have my kid learn how to use a pencil Pen. and color and draw. <laughs> but that's not to say that they can use it digitally as well. If they want to interact in a virtual space, this is something that they can't use pencils in that, in that situation. But this allows them to have the best of both worlds.
0: And how does uh, how does Acer and the other Chrome tablets, how do they stack up against the iPad? Are they Chrome, doing okay? So
1: in, in the US where this is more embraced right now, and I'm pretty sure it's yeah. going to happen here as well, like even in schools here in, in Dubai, they encourage kids to like start video editing at a very young age, to start making movies, to start making mm. docu- documentaries as well. These are kids as young as uh, 12, 13, and you need to have high-end systems, and obviously they can get very expensive, but tablets... Offer that same processing power for much less because it strips away all those yeah. unnecessary softwares. It just does, it gives you what you want to do. And Chromebooks, not aso in particular, but Chromebooks have dominated that sector in the North American markets right now, which is why Apple more than ever needs to hit that t- market right now in their own home, sorry, mm. right now, because they're not going after China right now because China again has its own software. They have their own companies, they have Huawei, they have all these Asian companies that have already taken over these sectors completely. So Apple is trusting with their brand right now. Like from reeling from the iPhone 10, for example, which didn't, it didn't do well sales wise internationally.
0: Are they going to because I was reading some reports that they're considering scrapping the 10 because yeah, it hasn't done very well.
1: Absolutely. And in fact, there were rumors of an an affordable iPhone 10 coming out. If you missed out on the first one, here's an updated version. Which again refers to my rule never buy the first generation no. of any new tag.
0: do you think it was I mean when the 10 came out, I mean I I I took the tag. When they released the eight and the ten, I went and got myself a seven plus because it suddenly tanked in price. Great for me. Me, and yes. there wasn't a great um, difference between the 7 and the 8. There wasn't enough of a difference Absolutely. for me to jump from the 6 to the 8. So I just got a 7 plus at to, a, a cheaper to Apple's, price.
1: To Apple's credit, though, their face ID is miles ahead of any any password technology right now. Like, even Samsung hasn't really reached there yet. Even uh, though I,
0: it's had the little glitches?
1: <laughs> yeah. like They're good. But that's the thing with iPhone ten. Like They pride on security, even yeah. though it has very wavering, deferring results. But at the end of the day, Apple prides on itself being a premium company. Yeah. with But giving limited choice of products. We're seeing them pull a Samsung where they're offering products in different market segments now. Yeah. That you can do that, especially with tablets right now. Cause they never did that. Because they always provided you have the iPad Air and you have the iPad Pro. Yeah. Pro is for the the users who don't want laptops. They don't want it's not a computer. That's exactly. the messaging they've been using. But right now they need to release something that it's not a computer, but you can afford one. That's
0: I think this was their problem with the 10. It was too It was, It was. was too much of a premium price for a product that wasn't high-end enough Absolutely. compared to the others.
1: Yeah. And uh, again, it's a very strange time for Apple to even hit that market because they always have been saying that they're a company that cares about its customers. Mm. But education has never been a primary focus up until now. So now they're doing that. Mm. And I think that's because they are forced to do that. They realize that... Uh, while they may be getting better products, because, and that's a lot of pe- praise for them coming up with a new iPhone, there's a new. In fact, I've been asking for the longest time to release a new MacBook, yeah. release a new Mac Pro that I can use. Because I'm also, I use both. Like, I believe in the power of the Mac Pro, the little bin of a computer that they had back then. <laughs> it was a novelty and it was so great, but we've never seen any updates to that machine ever since. Yeah. And I think right now they're reconsidering their position because they know they're in trouble. Because especially they're being attacked not just from Samsung, they're being attacked from all fronts now. Sure.
0: Yeah. One thing I was going to ask you while we're on to the subject of Max and Max. Operating systems. I think I'm still running um, Snow Leopard yeah. on my Mac, and I've kind of been going. I don't want to update to Captain, and I don't want to update to Sierra. Should I be updating? The I think you should system? because
1: I'm, I'm assuming what generation you have right now. My right now. oh
0: my MacBook Air. Oh gosh, it's got to be like four, or five years old. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um, just read the batch batch notes. Obviously, on different patch because you can look them up as well. Because certain patches tend to fluctuate differently on older devices. Yeah. Because remember, they're optimized for working on older devices but uh, give or take five years is obviously like after five years you get a new Mac product. That's how yeah. they they sell themselves as that you can have the product for five years.
0: Because I made the mistake if I had the original white MacBook yeah. and I never updated the operating system and then of course nothing would work on it because yeah. it was so old yeah. that it, it, and on all the um, applications and everything were made for the new operating systems and then that was it throw it away get a,
1: get a new <laughs> Mac absolutely and that's fine it happens with any technology the software will never like. The Hardware will never keep up with the software. That's because it's, it's made for that time, hmm. but it's designed for you to keep it as long enough as possible. That's why it's, that's why you buy a Mac. Okay. You don't buy a laptop because everyone replaces their laptops in two years or less. Yeah. Cause, Apart from yeah. me. <laughs>
0: They're expensive. All right, I'll yeah. update it this weekend. On your head, be it. Yes. <laughs> like you know. I'm scared. Just make sure I've got everything backed up first. Yeah, right. that would be advisable. Because you hear horror stories, that's <laughs> for sure. All right. Um, seeing as we kind of uh, went on to phones, we'll talk about the new. Uh, I can never say it. Say it for me. Huawei. 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 Yes. Huawei thank you. Which is a uh, oh, it's giving other camera phones to run for their money. That's for sure. With this one, we'll take a look at that very shortly. It is Nightline. It's Tech Talk on Dubai. One. 3.8. It's Emma sitting in for James for the next couple of weeks. And in with me this evening is Kevin Sebastian, editor of PC Mac Middle East. And uh, Kevin, we got on to talking about the camera phones and uh, Huawei. Huawei. Huawei, thank you. I can never say their (laughs) name. I don't know why I can never say their name properly, but thank you very much. Uh, They've released something which has got more cameras on it than anything I've ever seen on a phone.
1: Yeah, that's true. And three cameras. Three cameras. Three cameras in front. And it's bonkers, really, because, well, to be fair, Huawei has always been building phones with a camera focus. Mm. They always have been marketing in a way to target people who love the iPhone and people who love the Samsung. They're like, we are the best of both worlds and we're not as expensive. So we basically have something called the Huawei P20 Pro which was actually just released uh not that long ago tw- tw- 30 minutes in fact. Uh this just came up right now. <laughs> and this obviously now makes it the flagship of the uh, Chinese company. Yeah. And the novelty of this cam of this phone I'm, and I'm calling it a camera. My apologies. It is a camera. It is a camera. <laughs> it is. Basically. It's it's what they they call this the crown jewel in their technology because the fact that it has three cameras and predictably as well, it has a notch on top of it. And you can't help but feel that these Chinese companies like to get influenced by Apple in that sense. That's why Apple will always be the benchmark in yeah. phone design. Asus, has, Asus' phones have notches as well. In the P20, however, you can have the option, it has a software where you can hide the notch right now. So it doesn't feel like that notch is going to, in fact, ruin your experience, especially when you when you view photos as well. Yeah that comes the the notch automatically gets hidden as nice. well nice so you you can see that you're looking at great photos right now
0: and um, just to, to read out a couple of the specs, it's got a 24 megapixel selfie camera, yeah. um, a triple camera on the back, which uh, consists of a 40 megapixel uh, RGB sensor, a 20 megapixel monochrome sensor and an 8 megapixel sensor with a telephoto lens <laughs> and three optical zoom and up to five times hybrid zoom. Zoom. This is absolutely crazy. And the cameras have f1.8, uh, f1.6 uh, F1. and a two point 4 apertures and uh its uh, camera is based on uh I, 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 ai is also on board and uh, but also um the thing i really like about this it's got a uh, lakers color temperature sensor i mean these guys yeah. make awesome tech for cameras on on their own so the fact that they're incorporating this technology into the phone for the cameras it, is fantastic as well
1: yeah um again you should look at the ambitions of why huawei does this well to be fair they're not exactly having the best of moments or the best time in the US right now. No. Given the political climate as well. I don't need to stress further but uh, the whole America First tagline is very much strong in there, and Huawei has found itself on the tail end Yeah. where they stand to lose a significant market share so now they have to double down on making great products so th- at the end of the day they still find customers in that market. Um, again the chinese company focuses on the chinese people chinese people love taking pictures yep. everyone from southeast asia we all know we all do it as well <laughs> um i would expect every instagrammer to jump in on this ship right now a 24 megapixel selfie camera crazy i think like, any throw any terrible light situation and this camera is going to handle it like Butter, to um, be honest. The, yeah. The
0: iPhone 10, they're like, oh, it's got a portrait selfie option, and um, when you put you, okay, you've got you've got your iPhone, but yeah. the the pictures are the samsung's takes are, are just far over and above the iphones there's no question about that but i think this could be the absolute game changer in this yeah and wh- while i was on my travels recently i take my iphone obviously but i have my nice little um sony uh alpha 6000 that i take it's a nice compact little camera it's great but i'll leave that at home sometimes and just go with uh, the phone camera but this i think is literally going to be the camera in your pocket
1: yeah also, a few things to talk about the uh, the device as a whole, not just the camera. Uh, predictably, again, mm. they've omitted the headphone jack because people clearly don't <laughs> want the headphone jack. No, that's not true. People love the headphone jack, and like, and Samsung still maintains that right now. They believe in people. They know their market. They know that people want these things. These yeah. are essential stuff. And a, a good thing about this again, it's the color scheme on the phones. It's basically it has iridescent colors. It looks so nice. It looks pretty. It's nice. And that's something, <laughs> like Huawei has always had the tag that they make these budget devices. And in fact, they do have, make really good budget devices. The Nova was quite good as well. The camera system is not too far off from the new uh, P20. Mm. But it's still a decent camera overall for the price you can get it at. And I, I'd i say that Huawei right now is stepping it up. I'm, I'm quite impressed.
0: And I think the price point of this one will, uh, will be, make it very competitive as well. I think yeah. it'll be be yeah. quite good
1: so the, the the uh you the local prices have not been announced since the product just got revealed in yeah. paris so we have the euro pricing the high-end uh p20 pro is for 899 euros
0: so that's about times four two, i believe f- nearly five so it may be looking just under four Three. and a half to five thousand dirhams yeah. nearly, I mean, nearly if you look
1: if you count that as well yeah yeah and the P twenty, which is the budget version, is two hundred euros less. Oh, it's not bad. Yeah, so we're looking at I think two eight, two nine, yeah, at something least. Like that. Uh, if you look, if you count back, maybe three at at the most, and that's great because now because the S nine this is this is clearly they're targeting the Samsung right here because the S nine is three thousand ninety nine dirhams, mm. and the higher end version of the S nine the, the plus is three four nine nine, and Huawei still comes under that. Not and bad. So we're looking at a phone that's now cheaper than the latest iPhone right now that it has and supposedly better camera than the S9. Again, I can't say that personally because that's phone just got revealed right now. <laughs> um, but potentially just like, I will obviously put out a review at some point. But three cameras—that's again—that's bonkers. I want—I really, I'm really curious to see how that yeah, works out. Yeah, you want
0: to get your hands on this one and see how it really stacks up towards the other. But looking at at the specs, I, I would say it's probably gonna give the others a, a definite run for its money. It's almost—it's almost into you know yeah. standalone camera modes and, just now.
1: And to sound off at the end of it for people who want that unique creme de la creme version of their phones like you have you remember BlackBerry had Porsche designs yes Huawei has one as well and that will cost you upwards of 2,095 euros wow Um,
0: so that's 10,000 dirhams basically so
1: there it is a buyer's market (laughs) like I said but we never know
0: Well, if you're going to stick the Porsche brand name on it, then you're going to expect to pay for it. And on that note, Kevin, we've got to round it off. Thank you so much for joining me this evening on Tech Talk. It's an absolute
1: pleasure to be here. We
0: got through so much stuff and I think uh, we'll wait and see whether we're we're all going to be scared of social media and cryptocurrencies now. Thanks for that. Like us on Facebook,
1: follow (laughs) us on Twitter (laughs) while you're at it.